I am not a barber by any means. You were so scared to shave my head. Welcome to the Far More Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Far More Podcast. If this is your first time with us, you need to push pause and go back to the last episode because this is a two-part series, if you will, and you're going to be picking up right in the middle of the conversation if you listen to this one first. So you need to go back, listen to the episode before this one, and then come back here. And for those of you who have already listened to that last one, it's time to get started and we're going to pick up right in the middle of the conversation. So here we go. I think that helped drag me along in my own faith journey is just watching you in that season and how you are such a positive light to others. You were almost comforting other people that were hurting that you had cancer. Like it was so interesting to watch from the outside well, yeah. in that season. And so you go, we went from July to October, mm-hmm. right? When you had the surgery. So that's a, that's a window of their cancer growing yep. before you had the lumpectomy. Mm-hmm. Um, and waiting rooms are a very lonely place. I can tell you that right now. I remember just sitting there for, I think I was there for like eight hours. For the surgery? Yeah. Well, you know what I just thought about? I just thought about something real quick, y'all. So God's providence, that's a big word. God's plan. Everything, the sequence of everything happens for a reason. I believe. So let's go back to the beginning of this podcast. We were talking about how I lost that baby, which I did Mm. name Mercy, by the way. It's your tattoo. Yep, I have a I have a tattoo that I got in her honor. I believe that she is a girl. And I do believe that if that pregnancy had continued, the likelihood of me finding that lump would have gone down greatly. Mm. And I'm not going to explain why. Y'all can just use your imaginations. But there's a reason. There's a reason for everything that happened in in that year. There's a reason for the sequence of events. There's a reason for all of it. And I had to remind myself of that. Like, please don't listen to this and think that I'm some sort of saint. I am not. I doubted things often, but I was constantly reminded of God's got his hand on you, girl. God's got his hand on you, girl. Even if you don't make it through this, God has got his hand on you. And something good is going to come from this. I did have to remind myself of that often. And me, because you you would say it just like that, even if I don't make it. You didn't like that. I'm like, don't say that. Let's be real. You did not like that. No, I think in moments that we argued in that season, it was when you said something like that. that. And I was like, that is not an option. Let's be real clear. This is not an option. And I'm like, let's be real clear. Yeah. It could happen. <laughs> stop, stop yeah. being avoid, like stop avoiding yeah. that hard conversation. But you did for someone who loves hard conversations. Mm-hmm. You avoided that one. Like yeah, that wasn't the game. plague. Mm-hmm. I did. You didn't want any part of that conversation. Nope. Shut that down. Not an option. Here's right. the game plan. Here's I thought you were about to say, shut up. <laughs> I might have said that. You didn't. Um, you didn't say that. Okay. So October surgery. Yep. And then 
you really the next thing I remember is around Christmas. I remember we were at my parents' house and we we buzzed our heads because you were about to enter the chemo oh. stage. So right, what we forgot to tell, what we forgot to include is that they they said because of the type of cancer that you have, which was her two positive, triple negative, you'll have to Google it. There's so mm-hmm. much involved with it. But because of the type of cancer I had, even though it had not spread to the lymph nodes, it had not metastasized, they still wanted me to do chemo while pregnant. So That's that right. was a whole, oh gosh. To figure out what type of chemo. Y'all just thinking about that it. That you could take that wouldn't pass through the placenta. This you, is where I did start. To, I was like, chemo? Well, hang on. We're compounding here. We're talking about at one year, lost a baby. Mm-hmm. Get in a, May. Get a cancer diagnosis. In June. Get a confirmation you're pregnant. Also in June. Go through a lumpectomy. In October. Now you're getting ready to go through chemo while pregnant. In November. Right around Thanksgiving time. I do remember that that's right around when it started. Mm-hmm. The ke- the first chemo sure. treatment. And I do have, y'all, this is going to sound so weird, but I have such fond memories in the infusion center because Jason's and my goal, we were like, okay, we got silver lining. I am all about finding the silver lining. Me too. <laughs> positivity. <laughs> you, you radiate positivity. We... We decided, okay, the the chemo center is going to be our mission field. How- right, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I think we have to describe this place first. Okay. Uh, okay. So this was this was this is at the old West yeah. Clinic before they had this new amazing building that they have now. Yeah. The old building was a much darker. It was very crowded. It was not well lit. It was. It was. It was a very sad place because you have people on various stages of their journey. Yeah. And it was a dark, depressing place. It was. To sit there and wait all day for an infusion. Because that's the thing. When you when you are going yeah. through treatment, it's not a show up, check in, you know, get get set up and get your infusion. No. It really is you're packing you're packing a day bag that's because right. you are gonna be there for probably at minimum five, six hours. That's at minimum. And so, yeah, it was, it was a sad place, even if it had been a well-lit, bright, you know, right. wonderful place. It's just the circumstances. And so Jason and I did, we went, I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but I do feel like we went in it very mission-minded. How can we make the best of a horrible situation? I mean, I think you went in it mission-minded <laughs> and I was just willing to do whatever Right to to Given appease the situation, me. Okay. I was I was like I'll do whatever. Like I was just like you would even wear that's right Superman pajamas. I would wear matching Superman pajamas with you. And I wore happy socks. I wore mm-hmm. I tried to put on a different pair of kind of happy socks every time because my goal, my mission, every time I went into that dark depressing place was to make those around me smile because. Because it's what you do. It's what you do. Radiate positivity. It's what you do. Find the silver lining. Show the love of Jesus. It's something that mm-hmm. I tell my kids every single morning before they leave my car to go into their mission field, which is their school. Show the love of Jesus. Share the love of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Shine bright. 
And so that's what we tried to do. So that's how we started the chemo journey in our matching Superman PJs. Yep. Uh, at least, and I think we were pretty entertaining for the staff. <laughs> well, I think our banter uh, just was entertaining for, so for the people there. You have to try, you have to stop, close your eyes, and try to picture this bald. Well, you weren't bald yet, so hang on. We weren't in the bald Oh, am place. I jumping? I'm, I'm you jumping forward. You weren't bald yet, so really. But I was, pre- I was like showing. Your hair didn't start falling out till, till we were about to begin the second treatment. Okay. So if you remember. A lot of it is blurry. We, we knew your hair was about to fall out, so I buzzed your head and I buzzed my head at my parents' house. That remember was, that? Yeah. That was like around Christmas. I do. It's around Christmas. And then we came back mm-hmm. for your second chemo treatment. And then right after that is your your shower moment. You remember that shower moment? I don't know if I can do this without crying. It's okay. So I was in the shower. You know, it's where I found the lump. Now I'm washing my hair and it's, y'all, it's really coming out like in mm-hmm. clumps. And at first I was okay with it because I, I expected it. I'm like, okay, well, let's just keep going. And fortunately, I don't have a lot of hair to begin with. But it just it felt like it took forever. I felt like I was in, I was probably in there for 25 minutes, you know, just trying to get it all out. And I'm like, okay, nothing else is coming out. Nothing else is coming out of my hand. So in my mind... I delusionally thought, okay, girl, you're completely bald. Like you're going to get out of the shower. It's going to look great. You're going to, everything. Just perfectly bald head. That's right. Perfectly bald head. And so also keep in mind, I am showing. I'm very pregnant at this point. And so as a woman, we're super vulnerable. I'm super vulnerable on a good day. But at this point, I'm super vulnerable. I get out of the shower. I look in the mirror. It was not completely bald. It was patchy and I felt like I looked hideous. It was real sad. To lighten this a little bit, I looked like a mangy puppy. <laughs> well, that's what you said. I remember I was in the living room and oh. you came out of the bathroom like just crying and said, I look like a mangy puppy. And so I was like, oh, 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 oh shoot. Oh, shoot. What do I do? What, what do, do I, I do? do? What do I do? And so I was just like, I think, did I say I need your help? You said I need your help. I look like a mangy puppy. And I was like, are you ready to shave it? What's your sign? Where was your sign, girl? Well, but I, I, <laughs> I had to just keep throwing out the questions because sure, I just didn't, didn't know. know where you really were because it was a heavy emotional place. It was. And so I remember. You talk about being raw and vulnerable. I felt so vulnerable. Yeah. So I remember setting up the chair in that bathroom we had. Yeah. And I am not a barber by any means. You were so scared to shave my head. I was scared head. to death to shave your head. I'm like, what if I cut you i don't know what i'm doing here but there was hardly any hair to work with but you were you were so nervous i was well i was scared we were all like emotional wrecks like yeah. this was one of those as much as i try to stuff down my emotions mm-hmm. this was a real moment why don't you tell everybody what you actually did before you came into the bathroom to shave my head well, that was after 
Oh, it was? Uh-huh. It wasn't before? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. No, no. I was still like stuffing all my emotions down. I'm like, <laughs> all right, we just got to do this because I had a project to do. Right. It's like, we gotta, you are a we doer. Gotta, we got to shave your head. And yeah. So I remember shaving your head in the bathroom. It looked amazing. Y'all, I loved it. Y'all, you had the best looking bald head ever. Once I got rid of the mangy um, look, I yeah. was, I rocked. Like your confidence was it, super high after that. It, when I hear it now, it makes no yeah. sense to me that I was that confident. You were. We had a photo shoot with you bald and pregnant. Do you was, remember that? Yes. Um, but yeah, after, after that, after shaving your head and you started smiling again like i went to the guest bathroom and just lost it like that was just me i like, did not know this emptying out all my, i didn't I was that for years unaware like i it was like every emotion that i had held for the past six months just, just came, came out. out of your face and then i remember looking up in the mirror and like all right time to get over this suck it up buttercup suck it up buttercup wash your face get back out there soldier that's right mentality um but yeah that was one of those real moments for me when you when you shave your wife's head because because she has cancer yeah. and she's pregnant what, six months pregnant at this point like that's you grow up that day yeah and i, I mean, think our marriage grew up in that season too. it sharpened us in uh, i feel yeah. like one of the best ways possible uh, we i think we crammed 15 years of marriage into that year yeah it was a lot it, it was, it a was lot. heavy it was a lot but jesus Jesus. And then after a couple more chemo sessions, I got to ring the bell. You got to ring you, the bell. There's a bell that you get to ring when you are done with treatment and it was freezing. I remember it was so cold outside, mm-hmm. but I rang, I, in my mind, I remember I rang that thing you like <laughs> as hard as I could. Cause I'm like, yes, now it's time to have like to get ready to have mm-hmm. this baby. Right. And we had already named her Sammy Kate, our princess warrior, warrior princess, mm-hmm. because she, you know, I mean, for all intents and purposes, she was going through all of this with me. Right. She went through surgery with me. She went through treatment. She could hear us, you know, mm-hmm. going through all of these moments. And it was, it was go time. It was it was time to have a baby. Then April eleventh. April eleventh, she came out and she was perfect and beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then it got hard again because I mean, this is me being super vulnerable. I had postpartum depression really bad. I mean, real bad. Because for so long my mission, mm-hmm. my goal was to get her here safely, get her here safely. And I did that. And once that happened, I, f- I feel like in my mind, I was like, okay, I did it, Lord. I did my job. Check. I got her here safely. I'm done because I held it together pretty well. Up until that point. But unfortunately, (laughs) postpartum depression is a real thing. And I experienced it. And I experienced it on a very deep, visceral level. But again, God was there through it all. And I'm so grateful we had, we have a village of support Mm -hmm. around us in 
Jason's parents, my parents, his mom, my mom, they rallied around us and stepped in. They, this is what Jesus does for us. He, he stands in the gap. He stands in the gap for us. And I think that that's a beautiful picture of what a marriage should be too. Mm. Jason stood in the gap for me when I just, Ooh, I'm getting super duper emotional because I'm grateful. (laughs) You can't tell it by how my face looks right now, (laughs) but I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for Jesus modeling that for us. And I'm so grateful for the people in my life who, who look to that model for inspiration because Jason stood in the gap for me. He always does. He's always standing in the gap for me when I'm too weak to do something and I stand in the gap for him. And so in that season, there was a whole lot of gap standing, (laughs) you know, the, the faith piece in such a hard season. I don't know what I would have done without my faith. I, I don't, I don't know how, you get through the storms, you know, you've talked about, we talked about storms in a previous episode. It's called Jesus wake up. You can go listen to it if you haven't. It's, but it's, it's that faith that gets us through those storms. And without that, I would be lost. I would be so lost, but man, what a season, what a season. But also, what a testimony. Because through all of that, whether it's losing mercy, going through cancer, being pregnant, postpartum, like that whole just year-long journey, which was hard and messy, Mm you have been able to connect and minister to so many women because of that. I have. It's it's unbelievable. It's it, it goes back to it didn't feel like a blessing in the in the moment, right? But nope. it's been a blessing because God's been able to use that to bless others through you, through your testimony. And that's what our lives are about. And that's it that is what's others. Been all inspiring being on this side of it to watch you do that and watch the magical moments when God just randomly places someone in your life mm-hmm. who has some kind of overlapping story arc. Right. And you're there. Yeah. No questions asked. You're there. Yeah. Well, it's funny. You have sent me messages like you've shot me a text like, hey, do you mind if dot, dot, dot. And I'm like, why are you even asking me? Of course. And I have people reaching out to me. Hey, my friend just got diagnosed. I cannot tell y'all how many of these Mm -hmm. text messages I get. Hey, my friend or hey, I was just diagnosed with cancer. Can we talk? And on one hand, it breaks my heart because I know how hard that is. But on the other hand, I'm like this, this is why, this is why this happened. And you say something often, make your tension, your testimony. And another friend of mine, she says, let your mess be your mission or your mess be your ministry. And it's so true. And God has, God has used it in such a powerful way and it's wonderful to think about Mm. is hard but it it is yeah 
but it's also another reminder of how important genuine Christian community is it to is. be able to have people to call on in those moments that can be faith warriors when you're too exhausted to be a faith warrior sometimes, or when That's you can't right. see a path through, have those people that are there with you that just love you and love the Lord and mm-hmm. are there no matter how dark the season may be. Yeah. So you, you brought up a good point there in that season when I was going through treatment and in surgery, you know, leading up to Sammy Kate being born, I think my mom had told me, you don't realize it, but there are literally mm. thousands, thousands. And I don't think she was exaggerating. No, no, no. She said, there are literally thousands of people praying for you. And that was moving because again, that's another picture and example of people standing in the gap mm-hmm. for me in that moment, just crying out to the Lord, you know, just to bring mm-hmm. me through it. And those prayers were felt. They yeah. are they are what they are what got me through the prayers and the Lord and you and Brandon, <laughs> you know, that little guy. <sighs> and here we are. Ten years later. Here we are. Ten years later, because you know, we're in October and ten years. Ten wow. Years ago. Ten years ago. You know, I do I do want to encourage the women out there um, listening, watching. If you have not been seen by a doctor, please go. I get that. It, listen, mammograms are no fun. I, they're, I don't even know if you know what happens. I'm not going to say what happens, but. I'm familiar. It's not, it's not a cakewalk. Um, it is not what I would consider me time. But. Y'all do it. You got to be proactive because that's one thing that I learned in this journey as well is that you have to be your own advocate and, you know, take, take charge of your health. Don't, don't, don't walk through life oblivious, please go do it. Yeah. Be your own advocate and take someone with you to lean on. Yes. Or go be someone that someone can lean on. Yes. Because it, it's not a fun appointment. And you'll and always have, take a phone call. Yeah, I will. That's right. Yes. You can all, anybody, anyone can always reach out to me because. Send you a message. I know what it's like. And I, I want to be able to help you yeah. help people through that. Well, oh, this was a, this was a heavy episode. It was, but thank I you for. Cried a lot. Reliving that. Looking back 10 years, it was, a, it was a critical year in our life. And it's a big part of our story. And it's a big part it of is. a year that shaped our life and our marriage and who we are. So thank you for sharing. Thank you for being so fantastic most of the time. I mean, I don't know about most of the time. Until next time. Every now and then. Oh, guess what? What's that? So last episode i reminded everybody that we're on the socials okay so i feel like we need to do that every week just remind y'all that we are on all things social facebook twitter x let us know your favorite social yeah by commenting would be fantastic instagram tiktok that's right youtube shorts we are at far more podcast on all things social and we're so happy to be here are you having fun Usually.
<laughs> That's honest. Usually. Usually. You sometimes you give me the again the the sweats. It was the my turn. Sweats. It was my. I see what it's like now being on the receiving welcome. end. Welcome, welcome to all of a sudden you're like Cause, boom. Because I mean, on y'all, you. I'm gonna be honest. I kind of got the sweats too. But you know yeah. what? It's fun. That's what it's about. We love you. I love you. Until next time, see we'll ya. see ya. Thank you.